0: you found it a scoop of life is a podcast produced by square one world media and features cheryl coop as host and storyteller welcome 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 to the podcast called a scoop of life my name is cheryl coop and i'm thankful that you have taken time to listen This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is The Astronaut. It is always interesting to meet famous people, even if in an unlikely place and in an unlikely way. During my time of working on short-term contracts at an art shop and gallery in Churchill, Manitoba, which happens to be the polar bear capital of the world, I met a wide array of famous people. There were famous actors, journalists, environmentalists, business owners, politicians, human rights activists, scientists, documentary filmmakers, photographers, and many others. Some left a profound, positive impression on me. Some more negative of an impression, and others I hardly remember at all. Some came for a long period of time, and others for just a few hours, long enough to say they were there and saw polar bears, and then they left. Since the shop I worked in carried a lot of Inuit art made by both local artists and others from across northern Canada, the conversation with the famous people who came into the shop usually started around the art we had and then moved on to other topics. Once we were engaged in conversation, often there would be a great exchange between the two of us, and even if before long the famous person I was talking to would feel just like any other person, it still was a little intimidating to come face-to-face with someone I had read about or saw on a TV, computer, or movie screen, and now was literally standing in front of me. Thankfully, most of the famous people I met enjoyed the conversations as well as being in a remote place away from the paparazzi and reporters wanting to get the latest scoop on them. The shop I worked in was a large square box with the gallery section on the right side of the entrance door and the souvenir section to the left my manager asked that I would keep an eye on the art side of the shop and engage with anyone who showed interest in the art that was on display. Since there was a vast array of carvings, prints, fur tuftings, as well as Inuit arts of clothing, anyone who entered the shop usually went to this side upon entry and then would either slowly or sometimes quite quickly move to the other side of the shop where the souvenirs were. One day in late fall of the first year I was in Churchill, we had an intense snowstorm that hit the town and surrounding area. The storm was so intense that it made navigating the roads difficult by vehicle or on foot. We arrived a little late at the shop as a result and decided it might be a really slow day due to the weather. And most tourists would probably choose to hunker down in their hotel rooms rather than venture out in the inclement weather. However, we were wrong. Shortly after we opened the shop groups of people started to come, as everything else scheduled in their day was cancelled, and many wanted to adventure out in the snowstorm, sometimes for the first time being in the snow. We were happy for each person coming into the shop, as then the day went quickly; it was fascinating to hear where each group was from and why they chose to come to Churchill. One group of tourists were from a small town in Germany, and it had been their dream to see the polar bears. Another group was from the southern U.S. and had borrowed as many pieces of warm clothing from their tour operator as they could, for although they thought they were prepared for winter, they realized it wasn't the kind of winter that Churchill served up. Another group were train aficionados from Britain, who had taken the train up to Churchill as it was on their bucket list of train trips to take in different areas of the world. Needless to say, These groups of tourists not only had their tours cancelled, but weren't sure when they would get out of town. And as the day moved along quickly, we were delighted with all of them that came and the ones we were able to meet and talk with. Later in the afternoon, there was a bit of a lull. And just as we put the kettle on to make some tea for us as staff, two older women walked into the shop. As per usual, they made their way to the right side of the shop and began to show great interest in the carvings and other pieces of Inuit art displayed there. I quickly moved to where they were looking and asked if I could help them. As the younger of the two women looked up, she politely told me they were just there to look, and when I looked back at her, I got the sense that I had seen her somewhere before, but could not place where that was. I moved away to allow them to browse, and after a few moments, the woman called me over and asked some questions about a few of the carvings. I let her know who the carver was, what community they were from, and the type of soapstone that was available in that community. She listened intently and asked thoughtful questions. After some time of conversing, I finally mustered up the courage to ask her why she seemed so familiar to me. With a great smile, she reached out her hand and then introduced herself to me, stating that she was Dr. Roberta Bondar. Dr. Roberta Bondar then turned to the older woman with her and introduced her as a former physics professor of hers from her university days. We all shook hands, and then I realized that I had just shaken the hand of the first Canadian female astronaut and neurologist that went into space. She conducted a variety of experiments in the lab on the Space Shuttle Discovery when she flew on it from January 22nd to the 30th of the year 1992 and now was standing in front of me in an art shop and gallery in Churchill, Manitoba. What? Once the realization hit of who she was, not only did the kettle in the staff room whistle, but the questions in my mind started to fly and I wanted to ask her as many of them as I could right there and then. I excused myself to attend to the kettle and then thought I would invite her and her friend to join us for tea. She heartily agreed to join us, not only because the weather outside was frightful, but their helicopter ride to a Pusk National Park had been cancelled, and so she said she suddenly had a lot of time on her hands. I nervously made tea, informed my fellow staff members of who we would be having tea with, and invited her and her friend to join us in the staff room. I think it is safe to say that I was starstruck at seeing her there in our staff room enjoying a cup of tea with us. To me, she was an incredible role model of a woman breaking through a male-dominated industry and making a difference just by going into space, never mind the experiments she conducted there and the impact of them on generations to come. With great fascination, I had watched her interviews on television, both before and after she had taken her flight on the space shuttle, and now was sitting across from her sharing time over tea. Since God's creation has always and continues to fascinate me, the reality of being in space and seeing the world from another perspective was especially intriguing to me. So as we enjoyed tea together, she was more than willing to answer our, well, mostly my, many questions. She spoke with awe of seeing the world from space. She spoke of how as the space shuttle flew over Canada, often Churchill and surrounding area would be the last piece of Canada she would see until the next rotation of the shuttle traveling around the world. She also spoke with great detail about life on the shuttle both the delights and some of the challenges of being weightless, and how she adjusted to life back on Earth as she experienced gravity once again. She told us not only of how the fascination with space had started for her, but also the incredible privilege of being able to see her dream become reality. Once we had exhausted our many questions about her experience in space, we then heard about why she was in Churchill and how her environmental work together with her love of photography were what drew her to Wapusk National Park as well as the town of Churchill. She was in town not only to see the polar bears, but to see the other wildlife that made Wapusk National Park their home and the growing need to preserve their habitats. Our tea time came to a close far too soon as far as I was concerned. But I was sure to thank Dr. Roberta Bondar for spending time with us and answering so many of our, well, actually mostly my, questions. To this day, I am thankful for the interaction we could have and how she made her experience in space come alive for us in that conversation. What a gift the snowstorm brought my way. A gift I never could have imagined. The chance to meet a female Canadian astronaut. The song by Linnea Anstey, formerly salty called far from home talks about how the heavens declare hope for us here on earth How do you tell people around the world about Jesus?
1: Micah's Super Vlog is a cartoon that uses witty comedy, fun, and adventure to provide relevant teaching on God's Word for English-speaking children. A viewer recently came across the show on Jelly Telly.
0: Thanks for spreading the gospel to older kids and young teens. Micah is truly going into all the world, one view at a time. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Meeting Dr. Roberta Bondar was a highlight for me and a connection I am grateful for. However, although so famous, she was incredibly humble and delightful to sit, have tea, and converse with. Jesus's call on our lives is to be with others, and in those interactions not to lean on our education, reputation, financial position, or fame, but rather to lean on the gift of grace given to us that in turn we can offer to others. Here is a portion of the Bible that talks about this, and I would like to share it with you. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8-10, to from the New Living Translation, we read, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He has planned for us long ago. Who will you enjoy some grace-filled conversation with this week? Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you made you laugh or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you because you may think S-C-O-O-P like an ice cream, but it is dot c-o-m like in my nickname scoop i would love to hear from you my team here at square one world media and i enjoyed producing this episode and i hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com